Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey y'all, Victor here. Thanks for tuning in on today's edition of the Victor Mark Show. On this episode, we're going to continue with an intriguing conversation between myself and Dr. Bruce Hebel on the important topic. I mean, one of the most important topics we could really cover is forgiveness. Yesterday, we discussed what the good doctor believes to be the number one reason why people lack freedom. He also shared his personal story of being wounded while serving in ministry. And in this conversation, we will talk about practical steps you can take to help you forgive. And you can learn more about Dr. Hebel by visiting forgivingforward.com. Hey, now let's get into the show right now. Now let's cover a couple of harder things to some people. One is forgiveness versus justice, right? Are they mutually exclusive? Uh, no, but forgive justice has already been settled on the cross. When people say no justice, no peace, that's a lie from hell because peace never comes from justice. No one who ever gets the justice they demand walks away in peace because peace doesn't come from justice. It comes from the injustice of the cross where the just died for the unjust. So the unjust could be made just. So it's settled on the cross. That's done. I, I get it. But we're talking about justice on this earth. So, you know, we hunt pedophiles. We, yep. we, we recovered children and from ISIS, uh, all that type of stuff. So people want a sense of justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I always talk about, well, I think we should have justice with mercy. You know, uh, I tell people, I've, I mean, I pray for an ISIS fighter right in front of me who was captured. Yet I knew he wasn't probably going to live much longer. So there's two things that people get pretty bound up with is, mm-hmm. well, if you want me to forgive people and they've done wrong, they've broken the law, they are, you know, they abused me as a kid or whatever, they should be made to pay on the earth. How do you handle that? Well, I think that uh, from a personal point of view, I need to accept the fact that the Lord of Jesus has already paid for that. And I'll, okay. but, on, but on the... So, so I don't need them to do anything. If I'm looking for retribution, I'm looking for uh, payback or whatever, I'm not honoring the blood of Jesus. But God is also established in his own sovereignty. Because what I'm doing when I forgive is I'm transferring that debt to the cross and I'm leaving it in, in the hands of God. So God, you handle justice. You handle anything. In, in, in society, he's established governments to enact safety and justice in the world, right? And so we trust God to do those things. But personally, I'm free when I say, God, I, I don't need this. My wife um, had a cousin who was living in Detroit next to his grandkids, and uh, a bunch of gangbangers broke into the house next door where the grandkids lived, was stealing some stuff. Granddaughter ran across, and the guys were wielding guns, and grandfather stepped in front of grandchild and got was murdered by these gangbangers. And uh, eventually they all got caught. They're in jail. They're in, they're in court. And uh, my wife's other cousin, the sister of the deceased, uh, 
went to court and actually wrote a letter and Tony read it and said, there's some angst in there. There's some, you're more shaming in this. You're not free. So Tony coached her to freedom, but also coached her, not just for those people, but for some other things that why he, there's just a lot of things in her background. She got so free. She wrote a letter in the victim, the victim impact section of the sentencing. Okay. And basically forgave them, shared the gospel. And two of the mothers of the, the young men who were convicted and are now in jail came to faith because of it. Wow. So wow. the question is, you can let the justice do things. You, If you get called to speak, this is what happened. Speak what happened. But you're not demanding. You're not expecting. God, you've got this. And whatever you need to do in their lives to bring them to the end of themselves so they will turn their life to you, please do that because they need you. They're, they're mur- they murdered because they've got their own woundingness that's driving their torment, that's driving all this stuff. God, can you just set them free? Bruce, this is good. I mean, this is settling <laughs> people's minds. One of the most extreme, because I mean, I've I've had lots of opportunity to encourage people to forgive, right? One of the most extreme cases was in Iraq when ISIS had taken over a bunch of cities. We were there and we met with a group of Christians that actually had to flee, kind of were hiding out. Mm-hmm. It was bad. It was a bad situation. These are truly persecuted Christians. I remember getting them all together, and I said, I think you all need to forgive ISIS. And they looked at me like I was stone-cold crazy. Mm -hmm. They're like, what? I said, it's kind of what Jesus said. We're Christians. They're bad people. They're enemies. We have to forgive them. For your own hearts, forgive them, or else you're going to get hardened and bitter. You're going to fall into the same trap of darkness. And they were still, they were still, I said, no, wait, let me explain this. If ISIS tried to bust in right here, right now, our team would shoot them, okay? Just to let you know, yeah. we love the Lord, we would shoot, but but it made sense. And guess what? We prayed, and every one of those Christians with their families, we were able to get out of the country to a safe place and got on that. But folks, you have to forgive people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have to stay sitting underneath them. Forgive them. Let it go. You know, or or else it, the tormentor will come and jack with you, keep you out of faith. Uh, was it Gandhi that said, you know, I love Jesus, just not his followers, something like that? Uh, yeah, I think it was a, another guy way back in the second six who said, I would, uh, if you want me to believe in your redeemer, you're going to have to look a little bit more redeemed. It's <laughs> uh, my paraphrase of him, but yeah, I, I think I think that I I say it a lot. The reason I think the church is so impotent in our culture is we haven't learned to forgive because the watching world is saying you're not smoking what you're selling. Oh, wow. That's good. You want me to believe in the forgiveness of God, but you're not willing to share it with anybody else. And I, I say this a lot. I have a life. a life. One of my life principles I live by is never eat barbecue prepared by a vegetarian. That's good. Because it's not going to turn out well. It's I so want my good. barbecue prepared by a big, heavy guy with barbecue sauce in his beard. And the world doesn't want to buy into the forgiveness of, of God if it's coming from people who are not eating it, who are not sharing it. One of the things that, that we talk about, and we probably don't have time to deal with it, we talk about reconciliation and forgiveness are not the same thing. Okay, that's important. Okay, because reconciliation requires two parties. you got recon- the, the one who's been wounded 
brings forgiveness. The one who's been done the wounding brings repentance. And it's it's the table, we call it the table of reconciliation. You get the Father, Son, and the Spirit already sitting there. What do I bring? I bring forgiveness. What they did was wrong, but Jesus paid for it. And the person who's done the wounding brings repentance, which is a change of mind, not a behavior. Repentance is metanoia, change your, to change your mind. What I did was wrong. What can I do to make it right? At which time the person already sitting there, because God always calls a forgiving one to the table first. We're to forgive before we worry about their repentance. We say, thank you very much, but our big brother Jesus has already paid for this. Mm. But if they don't come to the table, you're not reconciled. You have forgiven and you're free and you're sitting at this amazing table with the Father, Son, and the Spirit eating incredible appetizers with no calories and you're just having a great time and you're free whether they are or not. Mm. And the other thing I want to throw in real quick is we don't forgive people, we forgive wounds. It's a key issue. It doesn't work to say, I forgive my dad. For what? Existing? He's created in the image of God. No, I forgive my dad for deserting my family. I forgive my dad for cheating on my mom. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. So you mm. forgive wounds, not people, because people are created in the image of God. We're to honor them all. Jesus came to, to, to pay for sin and to separate the sin from the person mm. so that he could be restored to relationship. So he dealt with the sin. So the relationship can be restored. So we deal with wounds. I forgive my father for this, 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 this. I forgive my dad, my mom for this, this, this. And you list the wounds. Uh, and then you transfer it to the cross and you bless them. Can't bless them. Hadn't forgiven them. This may be the hardest question I'm going to ask on behalf of millions. You talk about all this forgiveness. You mm -hmm. talk about God, you know, we know that Christ came down to restore and redeem and rescue and reconcile. But how, for millions, it doesn't make sense that if God is so loving and so just, that a person who lives on this earth, say, 70 years, and was kind of a cream, you know, creep, bad dude, but never went to prison, never killed anybody, never raped anybody, just kind of mean, right? Henri. He dies. He never gets forgiveness from God. Is God going to, this guy going to spend billions and billions and billions of years in hell? Here's the issue. No one deserves heaven. None of us deserve heaven. The question is not why would God someone send someone to hell? The question is why would he take any of us to heaven? Because we were born sin-tainted and separated from God. God gave us a way back. But he's a gentleman. He's not going to force anybody into it. So in this table of reconciliation piece, someone's sitting over here, they're not forgiven. We're not reconciled. Why? Because this person has not repented. So we have people in our life that we've that wounded us, that we have forgiven, and they've never repented. They've never come to the table. So what have we done? We've given them, we've blessed them by giving them what they want. No relationship with us. But God is not willing that any should perish, but all, but, but all should come to repentance, but not all come to repentance. And what he will do at someone's death is he will give them what they want. If they don't honor God, they don't want to come into alignment with who he is. They don't want to be in, a, in heaven. They wouldn't enjoy heaven if they want to live in rebellion because they can't do that. So God is giving over them over to themselves. 
and letting their choose. God lets us decide if we're reconciled with him. I, I agree. But the skeptic is listening going, well, you said we're born into this world, tainted and sinners. That wasn't my choosing. You know, that's, that's not my choosing. So uh, the Muslim, the Muslim who, you know, goes to the mosque and washes his hands and feet and prays to the Lord and, you, you know, believes Jesus is a prophet and, uh, but doesn't understand the gospel, never really has heard the gospel, only studied the Quran. God's going to send him to hell forever, Bruce? Well, uh, several passages speak to this. One, uh, he says, "There, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Uh, Acts says, there's no other name under heaven given among men, but by me must be saved, and that is the name of Jesus. And a friend of mine said it this way. Actually, Mike Wells, he passed away. He used to live in Colorado Springs. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, he said, there is a way, and there is a not the way. Jesus is the way. Every other way is not the way. So if someone wants to give me a, a method, and I was asked this question, what do we do? How do we share this with me this message of forgiveness with Muslims? Because we were, I said, I, there's a way, there's a, no, there's a not the way. Jesus is the way. Every other way is not the way. And if there's only one way, why would I, and they won't accept the way, why would I give them another way when I know the other way will lead them away from the way? So that it's the only way. It's, and it's not, it's not my thing. God, God set it up that way. There's no other name except the name of Jesus, whereby we can have access to God the Father. He's the only one who solves our, problem, our sin problem and brings us into position of relationship with him. The wonderful thing, I, I, I've heard it said this way too, that, that Christianity is an exclusive religion that everyone is welcome to. Yeah. It is an exclusive, there's, there's only one way, but everyone is welcome to it. And it all comes, again, because the blood, the gospel is that the blood of Jesus covers all sins. That's so good. And for us, including the ones that wound me. And I don't, I don't have to live with it. And we're, we're, we're training people, although we're training coaches, uh, we're, we're, we're traveling the world trying to get this message out there and more and more people free. So, Well, we want to help you all do that. And people, go to forgivingforward.com and take the course. Not only will it personally benefit you, it will equip you to help others. And there's never going to be a lack of need of people who've been wounded and hurt from children. And don't forget kids, people. Children get hurt. Young children, they can't process pain and injustice and whatnot. And uh, two final questions when we're closing. So here they are. The first one's based on perception because that's what people typically live by perceptions, not necessarily facts, but what is your perception of us? We, we just met, but what is your perception of us or our ministry or what we do? Well, that's a great question. I, again, just met you, just heard about you recently and been, been learning about you. I love your heart. I love your directness Thanks. because that's, I'm a direct guy. We don't counsel people. We coach people. We, we go after people. Uh, I yeah. love that. I love your heart. I love your openness. Uh, and man, I'm, I'm excited about what God's doing with you. Thanks. Thanks. Last question. And uh, something tells me you may be one of the best answers I've ever heard. <laughs> Everybody's going to die. Mm -hmm. And just like I talked to my Muslim friends, 
or anybody. If I if they get mad at me, I just simply say, well, you're judging me because you think I'm judging you because of a standard, but aren't you disqualified? Because it's the same thing. If I don't believe what you believe, then you're mad at me. I'm not even mad at you. I, this is just what I believe regarding death. But I asked my guest, last question, what happens to you, Bruce, when your eyes close for the last time? And why do you believe it? Wow. I wake up in heaven and I wake up in the presence of Jesus. Uh, and the, the reason I believe it, because I believe the gospel, I believe the scriptures that, that Jesus, God loved me enough that he sent his son Jesus to pay for my sins so I could be restored to relationship with him. And I met him when I was six and five and a half years old. I put my faith in him and nine when I knew I was in ministry and I've been serving him all of my life. But I'm not getting there because I served him. I get in there because he, by his grace, chose to forgive my sins and live in me. And so I'm just when I wake up, I'm going to wake up in, in just a new environment of the same relationship. Wow. How do people listening or watching right now? They don't have that assurance. I mean, you just you just said that like you really believe it. It's only because I do. <laughs> yeah. So how can they believe it? How can they have that 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 sense of assurance? Well, what can they do? What can they believe? What can they? Well, a couple of things. I mean, you can we have a well, who is Jesus page on our website, forgivingforward.com, which will which will outline who Jesus is and why we believe you should believe in him. But the basic line is this, that we all, as I said earlier, we all die. Uh, we all sin. Uh, we were born with Adam's sin in us. And having sinned and, and being a sinner, we were destined for for judgment. And that judgment, it meant eternal death is separation from God. But God, in his love for us, sent his son Jesus to pay for our penalty so that we could be made righteous and we could stand in a right relationship with God. And it's simply by believing, not by doing. He didn't set up a standard of, of activities. He didn't set up a standard of, of steps, this, 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 and this. Uh, he said, believe. The just shall live by faith. Put your faith in the fact that Jesus died, rose from the dead. And when he died, he paid for your sins. When he rose, he came to give you life. And in believing in him, you have life in his name. There are people listening right now that go, okay, I want to believe. I don't know if I can. It, what about the, is there like a magical prayer that, that, that <laughs> people say, or is it just belief? What, what is all that about? Well, it, it's not, a, there's not a magic prayer. I mean, you can go to Campus Crusade, you can accrue, and you've got all these, you know, four spiritual laws and 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 uh, the, 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 the good news, bad news, and all that stuff. But basically it's this, God, I know I'm a sinner. It just, mm. these are the elements. I know I'm a sinner and I know I can't, I earned death by, by being a sinner, and I can't change that. There's nothing I can do to fix it. But, God, I know and I believe that through your son, he died on the cross and rose again, and I put my faith in him and, and ask you to forgive me of my sins and make me one of yours. It's that simple. Folks, you just heard it. You just heard it. Talk to God. Talk yeah. to the Lord by faith wherever you are, at home, in your vehicle, on post, you know, homeless, wherever you are, just talk to God, put your belief in him, watch what he does. It's, it's pretty supernatural from the inside out. Yeah. And that, that's an understatement. That's an understatement. But, but here's the thing. Well, can I just kind of wrap it up this? Here's the thing. Yeah. Second only to that, when you forgive that transformation takes place in you. Uh, 
I, I love it. I, I, can I give you a real quick, I mean, a real quick story yeah. to wrap it up? Come on. A pastor friend of mine called and he had a lady in his church. This was, we were first starting this thing. And um, he said, I can't, it's a forgiveness issue. I can't break the code. Will you come help? Sure. But you got to watch because you need to learn to do this. And we call her Sarah. And uh, Sarah was, was 59 years old. And uh, she had all sorts of medical issues. I don't know how much money she spent on, 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 on physical issues and emotional issues, anti-depression, anti-anxiety, all this stuff. She was just a mess. And her story was this, when she was three, her parents needed money and they sold her to a man mm. who took her onto a dirt road mm. and molested her. Yeah. And she remembered every detail of the event 56 yeah. years later. I mean, talk about PTSD. I mean, this has just oh, yeah. dominated her life. And uh, when we covered all the, a little more of what we share today about Matthew 18 and about the protocols, at the end of, the, of that conversation, the Lord said to me, uh, you need to say this to her. Two things. First was easy. I said, what happened to you at age three was not your fault, Sarah. 100% not your fault. You could not have protected yourself had you tried. A good Five minutes it took me to convince her of that. Kind of a goodwill wow. hunting kind of moment. Mm. But then the Lord said, say this. And I argued, and he said, say it or she won't be free. I said, the pain and the torment you've suffered for the last 50-something years is 100% your fault because you haven't forgiven. Whoa. And I'm thinking what you're thinking. What a jerk, right? How can you say that to this lady? Because it was true. Wow. And when she chose to forgive her parents for what they allowed to do to her, that man for what he did to her parents for other things that were, I mean, that that there were other horrific things she did. And she forgave all of that. Everything in her countenance shifted, Victor. Everything shifted. She described it as like the Green Mile when when when, yeah. when Tom, Tom Hanks, this stuff came out of Tom Hanks, oh, right? Yeah. So I felt all of it blowing away. She went home that night and for the first time in her memory did not have a nightmare. Mm. And that's been over 12 years. And we keep track of it. I haven't talked to her in a little while, but for the first seven, eight years, she still had not had a nightmare. It is that transactional. That is that transformational when we choose to forgive. Thank you. We see that. It's our normal. It's what we see all the time. And thank you for landing the plane with that story because... Uh, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people that suffered abuse. It's the core issue mm -hmm. of why their life has been so jacked up because of the injustice that happened. But then by the unforgiveness, they wrapped themselves around an axle. Mm -hmm. and, and and it's not, and forgiveness doesn't say that it was okay. No. It says it was not okay. Right. Right. And if the person, but it was paid for. Yeah. And it was the, paid for. If the person can be prosecuted, brought to jail, if God, that's what God desires. Amen. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, folks. And remember, it doesn't mean reconciliation either, but you need to get free. Yep. Hey, you want to find out more information? Go forgivingforward.com. Take the course. You can actually down, download for free. A, it's called Forgiveness Guide, the seven protocols of forgiveness. Okay. If you want, you can just download that for free and that will help. And if you need coaching, there's a contact on there for us. Let us know. And we got, we're training more coaches around the country. So uh, we'd love to help. Awesome. We want to inundate them. We want to inundate your ministry and, and also <laughs> support it. So folks, 
Uh, yeah. Let's do that. That's why we spent these two programs together. Doc, thanks for being here with us these last two days. Man, what a blessing. Uh, our privilege. We love to help. And, you know, the book's on Amazon, but if we can just ask, buy it through our website, Amazon doesn't need our money. No. Uh, <laughs> we, we tell people, go direct to the website, and and they will. So, again, thank you so much uh, for being on the program. Man, it's a privilege to be here. Glad to do it. Folks, hey, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I know God spoke to your heart today. Uh, some of you just need to believe. Some of you definitely need to forgive. And uh, this has been the broadcast, both of them, to help you get there. For a change in your life, That's it's beyond words. So we pray that for you today. And again, whatever you're doing, whatever God has your hand to, whatever lane you're running in, do it for the glory of God. Now go get it done. We'll see you next time on the Victor Mark Show. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. Thank you.